Blog Talk Radio. All right, all right, all right. TGIF is Friday. The poetess is in her seat, getting ready to give y'all a banging ass show tonight. I am in a very good mood because I'm representing my football team, and I'm not even going to yell who that is out because you're going to start to go on another level, and we don't want to do that. But anyway, we're going to keep this um, to the ground, especially as we always do. Have our poetry and have our um, R&B. Hope everyone is having a lovely night, and thank you to all that is going to be tuning in tonight. All right, I want 57 minutes, and let's get this kicked off. We're starting this off with Heather Christian, and this is Sperm Donor. I came bursting out of you. The innocence of youth was the instrument you used to play rhythms. Melodies and breakbeats on and inside her, your spirits were happy and high as I came, bursting out of you. You reached down into the clay and began to form and fashion her red bones into the woman that you wanted her to become well before her time as she so naively depended and trusted in you. You raped her soul as you stole her last seconds of innocence like you were a thief. Your bodies were warm and wet as I came, bursting out of you. You began to massage and caress. 
used her to open up those thigh bones to receive you. And that she did. It was June 13th, 1975. A star is born out of a black hole to be teased and ridiculed all because of the color of her skin. You were never there to pick me up when I fell. Was never given butterfly kisses or even told that I was beautiful. So because of the lack of headship in my life, I began to develop a low self-image of myself because you never explained to me the worth of myself. This world does not revolve around you. Staring at my reflection in the mirror reminds me that I came bursting out of you. You are not even worthy of the title of father or daddy, so I choose to call you sperm donor. You rob me of my heritage and my lineage. You're so stuck on stupid. You don't even realize that when you hurt, I hurt. When you cry, I cry. If you cut me, I bleed your blood. Sperm donor. I found some pictures of you and I the other day. You were holding me on the Paisley couch at Big Mama's house. I couldn't have been any more than three days old. And you were staring at me as if I was the greatest accomplishment of your life. I would give my very life to have you look at me that way again. Some time has passed on and I'm a little bit older now. And only through the love of God I realized that without you, there could be no me. So with all the compassion and forgiveness I can possibly hold in my heart right now, I can truly say that I thank God that I came. Even if it was bursting out of
through hell, making a promise. This is the original poetry after dark, and I'm your healthy poetry. Next four stepping up to the mic is Mahogany Brown, and because of you. Because of you, you, I no longer look at tulips and roses in bloom. No longer count to ten after shooting star wishes. No longer believe in schoolyard kisses. It's because of you that I detest every fiber of my being. Because being in your arms only makes it harder to define hate. And I hate the way you love me so. Hard and so soft, so long and so brief, so brilliant and so dull, so tight and so loose, so I lose my grip. And those loose leaf papers descend, slowly scattering kisses at my feet. They are your love letters. And I kept the very first one you ever wrote to me. Words misspelled, grammar rules broken in twos, and more times than not, I have to deal with this feeling, a feeling of total completeness cause I've completely fallen for the one person that compliments me totally the one person that has the power to leave me with pieces of my sanity totaling nothing more than memory and a false sense of security so yes it's because of you it's because of you I no longer listen to newborn babies cool no longer wonder what color red really sets in the sun no longer yearn to count your beauty marks in your sleep see i loathe feeling elated upon receiving your phone call as creamy emotions flood the rivers and seas of me i despise the fact that i live to have you between my knees dark and partially hidden almost unforgiving we pounce on each other like animals wild and rough with screams and moans and I hate the way your bittersweet hisses stain my lips like acid dripping away the solution that my tongue held captive for days now I've watched you hating and loving you all at once obsessed with learning to live without you because I know there is no such thing as happily ever after so it is because of you that I can't remember my name can't remember my favorite drink can't let you take the part of me that I wish went numb every time I see the Serengeti in your brow every time I watch gazelles prints in your eyes every time I peek at African violets and summer rain that dance between the bridge of your nose and your jawline that's when I taste the liberation in your smile and it's just so wonderful so wonderful that my desire to live inside your shimmera cancel out the pain that coexists with my insecurities so wonderful that when i look at you look at me i just want to see what you see so wonderful that i forget about leaving you to find a home me and realize it's within you that i found an incredible we so yes it's because of you that i want to learn to love you like i don't know how i don't know
And whenever I'm not holding down or life at the desk and biz or no biz, I'm enjoying some of the best spoken word with the beautiful, the talented, the most extravagant, the most elegant, the angelic chorus on the original. Hold on real quick. Let me repeat that one more time. The original poetry after dark. Live on all Talk Radio. All right, I hope everyone's enjoying the show on this Friday evening. Next call, stepping up to the mic tonight is Khan. And this one is titled, Our Time is Now. My name is Khan, and my six-year-old stepson asked, why don't I ever hear poetry on the radio? He said, Daddy, I never hear you on the radio. I said, son, first of all, don't believe everything you hear only half what you see, because most of the boys on the radio can't fuck with me. All they got is a record deal, a hack meal, a lease call, some whack rhymes, a brainwashed mind, a bottle of wine, four pennies and a dime, a borrow watch, two minutes of fame on borrowed time. While well, I be in D.C. with Ben Jones speaking off the world because what everyone thinks don't mean shit to me. And me and Omari being there wide running bustles in the Statue of Liberty and my girlfriend's best friend said, kind. When are you going to be on that poetry jam? I said, hey, I've been jamming poetry jam since they had my first nursery rhyme. But if I got the call, I might do something so raw, they wouldn't even show it. Then Russell played like he did the comedians, sell a million DVDs, and I pay one poet. And then this so-called battle rapper said, I used to write poetry, and that ain't shit. Come to the lounge tonight, and I'll show you a true lyricist. I said, dude. I will eat your ass if you can only my name, so you better chill out before I run your ass on the continent. In fact, how can you continue when you have no real content? Where's your consciousness? Because content's verbally confined them to these like convicts. And that one good metaphor you got, got you acting way too confident. Because you're a spoken word con artist with no real commitment. You're not consistent. You need to go home working your bowels and confidence. And don't be surprised by appearing your conscious, because con has more sense than common sense. So you need to keep your wags on the bench while con lyrically wins championships. And his boy said, well, cuz, you so sweet, how come you never win slam? I said, unlike you and your man, I don't sell my soul to 30s. I take the hard route, making sure my fingernails stay dirty. So I dig for the pack and the dirt and the energy that's inside of me. And uh, I pray to God the judges are feeling me. And if they're not, I know there's somebody here that went back home to their wife. Somebody here that changed their life or sip a book or hooked his kids or raised the fist or the canvas beard. Found reasons to live. So to all those who are forced by night, but community activists and healers and teachers by day, fuck the radio cause our time is now. Yeah. 
my hand and the energy of your touch release release my poetic flow the crowd vanished by your existence and the room was only lit by my glow it's something about the way that you look it's something at me about the way you look at me that had me feeling that
Rhythm poetry after dark. Michael McDonald If you're not old school You wouldn't know nothing about that I want 24 minutes left in the show And I am going to play a piece By myself And this one is titled On the Other Side Keep it going. My vitals are out of control. Flowing down your drain. My tongue yearns for a taste of your love. On the other side, it's blazing with all the natural flavors. Craving for my favorite tree. Discreetly, I call on you. It's like Calgon taking me away. In the morning, I'm singing as we lay. This thing. Like Jodeci, baby, just say. You and I are radiant. More radiant than the springtime in May Speaking in a song only we can interpret It's so good, so good That I will never forget On the other side My love binds with you Connected longer than the ocean seas Beggars can't be choosy so Please, make all time freeze And take me, oh, somewhere Beyond the rainbow Lies our love and sensual ties as the waves rise and my heart abides, taking it all in stride on the other side. It's so obsessive, and usually I'm the one to be the aggressor. But no, you taught me the professor. Class 101 ecstasy is now in. Let me win you over, become the teacher's pet. Don't look for that apple, for I have something else that's wet. Bet, do me on the table. Or better yet, on your labels Let me make that grade Never shade because I'll behave as long as you give So excited I'm trembling and I can't keep still For he, he fills me up So good, it's the overflowing cup So baby, have this strength
the original poetry after dark, doing it up tonight, cut close. I like I want 17 minutes left in the show. And tonight is not open mic. I do open mic every fourth Friday of the month. If you want to continue listening on the line, for those of you that are on the line, you can do so. Next four seven up to the mic is Marshall Carter and this title, You Pass Them Up. Just you slow up just a little bit. Be 
sure you don't pass them up.
Kelly Price, Kelly Price, homegirl said she was the root to his tree. You understand what I'm saying? Oh, wow. The reason for it, after that, 59 minutes left, and we're going to have a double play of Kelly Price, and this is it will find.
<laughs> hey, what's up, fam? It's your man, One Love. When I'm not thumping on Thursdays, you know I'm bumping with my girl, the poetess, the original poetry after dark. You heard me. Get right. Tuesday and Friday night, 11 p. EST. Only on blogtalkradio.com slash the poetess. You're the greatest. All right, all right. We turned into the rhythm for what you have to do. 55 minutes left in the show. Next four stepping up is Strong, Soldier here. Uh, he goes by the name of G.S. Soldier, and this one's titled Project. Why are you here? Are you truly ministering to edify the hearts, minds, and souls of people who have ears to hear? Or are you doing it for all of the applause, the honor, the accolades, the compliments, the standing ovations, and the loud cheers? Trying to gain the approval of your peers, but the question is, is it God or is it the people that you fear? You see, I used to think that the power of God's anointing on my life was predicated upon how many people could fill up the seats, not realizing that the power of God's anointing is actually predicated upon how many souls can be reached. It was almost like it was a competition, and I was more worried about putting on a good show and how many artists I can beat. But my contemptible, worthless victory was detestably minute and vaguely obsolete. And then I ultimately came to the conclusion that it was actually Satan's victory, my defeat. You see, you're so busy trying to impress other people with your charismatic orator, but if the people really knew who you were behind closed doors, they would not even have a desire to heal you anymore. Instead, they will make a detour, turn and run into the opposite direction looking for the nearest corridor out to the exit door. I don't question your anointing or your spiritual ability, nor do I doubt your oratorical capabilities, but I'm more concerned about the fact that you love the glitter, the glamour, and the hoopla more than you love the responsibility. And trust me, you're not fooling anybody but yourself, putting on a facade of modesty, exemplifying fictitious humility. There are times when you are the hottest artist of the night, and you love to hear the people say that you're the beast that ripped up the mic, and I personally don't mind giving you your props and telling you that your lyrics are tight. But the problem is that not one soul has come to Christ. I know the gift is supposed to make room for you, and you got the skills to pay the bills. But what good are these skills if the heart is not being mended and the soul is not being healed? Your pride has uncontrollably gotten the best of you to the point where it cannot be concealed. Your vocabulary is extensive but insubstantial because of your inability to keep it real. Because if you are constantly speaking words and your words are not helping anybody, then your skills are nil. You have become the biggest ticket in town, but in the spirit realm, you are a subpar statistic, and now you're lusting after your own vanity and your personality has become connivingly narcissistic and now you're mad because someone else has stolen the show? What's wrong with that? You mean to tell me you're upset because there's not enough people patting you on the back? Oh, you did such a good job and you are so awesomely anointed, but you have gotten so obsessed with putting on a good show that you have become a spiritual disappointment. You see, the problem is that you want public eminence without having to pay the price nor realizing the cost of it. You have allowed your gift to take you where your character cannot keep you and now you have become a dictatorial dogmatist and now nobody can tell you nothing because you think you know it all. However, I must warn you my brothers and my sisters that pride goes before the fall. Your words are excitable but it lacks sincerity. Your delivery is impeccable but your lifestyle lacks integrity and if you continue on this dangerous path your ministry will be short-lived without the possibility of longevity because you're too busy trying to be famous selling your souls only to be a spotlight like celebrity. Yeah, you 
you make the people think that it's Christ that you proclaim trying to get everybody to recognize your so-called big name, taking the name of the Lord God Jehovah in vain, using your gift to turn tricks and run game, and as soon as you fall flat on your face, you're looking for everybody but yourself to blame, because instead of using your gift to save souls, you're only in it to get your shine on in your three minutes and ten seconds of fame, and even though you speak with articulation and your voice projects with clarity, it does not necessarily mean that you're spiritual just because your words lack vulgarity. You have developed a boisterous attitude and a pharisaic mentality, and you have infamously grown into a sanctimonious whore, prostituting yourself for the sake of gaining popularity. You cannot serve two masters, and on this day you will have to decide and ask yourself the question of where does your soul reside? Is it in God or is it in the world? For one shall be worshipped and the other shall be denied, because your self-glorification is beginning to intensify to the point where it is becoming apotheosized, and your arrogance will continue to consume you unless your ego begins to subside. Your pride has caused you to stiffen your neck, and now you have become your own worst enemy. And if you do not allow yourself to be broken, then you will suddenly be broken in that without remedy. Stay with me because I don't want to lose you. This piece is set in place to push, correct, and to move you into a place of knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. This is not meant to confuse you, because if you are not totally broken down in your spirit, then God will not use you. And as I conclude, listen closely because I want to make sure that this does not get misconstrued. Just because they have people here to validate you, it does not necessarily mean that God approves. Because although the people may applaud you, in the spirit realm, you're getting booed. Because if you're not able to properly minister to the crowd of a few, then surely you're not ready to minister to the multitude because it is your attitude that determines your altitude. But it is also that same straight attitude that will ultimately determine the sickliness of your decrepitude. And the moral of this story is that every single time I step up to this mic, I have to make sure that God gets the glory. And although my sins are many, pending my repentance, he throws them in the seat of forgetfulness without taking up inventory. And I have to see to it that he gets all of the credit for the exegesis of this poetic homiletical oratory. So the next time you're sitting at your desk, meditating and thinking about what you want to write or spit next, make sure that you consult God before you do. And when you do, give him your very best. Leave your problems at home and stop taking it out on everybody else and blaming other people for your mess. Better yet, on the other hand, before you decide to walk through the doors of another church or venue, make sure you put your pride in check. Can't stay away from you too long Even if I do, I'll always call Checking on you, make sure you're okay Be the one to brighten up your day yeah, yeah, and the point of it all, I love you, yeah, you know I love you, baby, oh, my days seem long whenever we're apart. Like someone that stole away my heart 
overcomes the tranquility. Suddenly I'm longing for light. Your hand caress crevices that cause me to cower into myself. Heat leaves through the cracks of vulnerability in my woman. Satin sheets float across my skin and blanket my senses. I seek solutions in the silence of suspicion. My flesh is cold. Your skin is colder. The room freezes honesty on the wall next to our fallen relationship, but it's too dark to see. I feel you place your lust on top of me. Your fingers glide over places that long for a touch. Such places have missed the hint of a man. Manly movements to maneuver the magic in me. The mysteries of me, but my body thirsts for passions that I never really knew with you. Proceeding pulses palpitate in the pit of my stomach and my heart begins to wonder and weaken and worry. You pull the sheets back until my nakedness welcomes your power. You smile and I stare. Your manhood signals me and ghostly whispers fill the air. They swarm around in my hindsight. The noise is angrily comforting. This sound seems too familiar. 
My comforter moistens itself, preparing my spirit for your company, telling my thighs and my arms to host your party. And I want to give in and I want to give all. I want to give love, love that makes the soul stir in the dreams last. But my heart races and my mind is suddenly running towards the past. The past being painful, dismal, and not that long ago presents itself in mental pictures across my ceiling, performing seas of love gone away. Days I cried, days I fasted, days I fell, days I died. Oh, how I loved you. Oh, how I love you. Oh, how I would have made the world over for you. I would have rebuilt fallen temples for you. I would have uncovered all the treasures of Tut and buried them in your past life for you. And I'm trying really hard not to remember the worst of you. God knows I felt too long the curse of you, but I can still smell her perfume on your neck. I can still taste the cigarettes on your lips that you never smoked. I can hear the shower running in the middle of the night after your long days away from me. I can feel the fights beating down my self-esteem. I can smell the blood boiling to my highest degree. I can see me becoming another me because you took me there, sucking out all my value, leaving me filled with affliction and air. Damn, what is that noise? You enter me firm, almost cruelly. I feel your hands upon my breast as your tongue flickers against my nipples. Your grip is hard. Your heart is hard. Aggression dedicates its action to my neck as you kiss me hungrily. A tear emerges in the corner of my eyes because I've known this aggression personally on too many nights. My hands gather around your waist. My pride wants to push you away because you never looked at my body as wanting to please, but needing to feed off my love and off my soul and off my flesh. And my price for allowing you to do this to me was my dignity and my well-being. And you're beginning with her. What is that fucking noise? My woman begins to reject your erection. She takes her wetness and places them in my eyes until they fall as tears. Her love does not want you there. My face falls into the pillow. The ghostly whispers cry in despair as you selflessly continue on and on and on. My heart beats strong and reminds me I've been here before. My chest aches and the pain awakes itself in my eyes. My cries are silent but flood my face. Your body stays and my integrity walks away. You see, this bed holds up our history. It captured and binds the negativity that you gave me after you left me. Something beyond this fallacy asks me, why is he here again? Why are you here again? I listen to my inner thoughts telling me that this night is a mistake. This night will take you right back to a place you tried to leave, but as hurtful as it may be, I've longed for this night. To ease the chills in my stomach and holes in my soul, I've prayed for this night because my love has known too long the loneliness of my own shadows. I loved you so much. I missed you so much. You hurt me so much. My spirit feels empty, losing something I thought was so perfect. All the signs were there, but I only saw you. All these whispers were there, but I only saw you. And as your sweat finds its way to me, I want to scream out my hate for me, but this pain won't let me. All my powers have been consumed. Your nearness torches my being and my womb. The longer you stay in me, the more prevalent your energy falls. And the whispers get louder and the whispers grow louder. You can't hear me cry. My wheat blend with your moans and your sighs. The tears fall fast. Our connection flashes against my virtue. Hurricanes of all the fights and all the women and all the yelling and the solitude of having a wounded man surrounds my bed. 
your emotions are tidal waves that engulf my insecurity and manifest into a reality that blind the perceptions wouldn't let me see. All the love your love has for me is released from your dick to my sheets and it saturates my worth until I sink underneath. The whispers turn into voices and the voices get louder and louder. I hear them blasting from the unplugged radio and the off TV and the loud secrets they say get this nigga out of your bed. The need for him is in your head and not your heart. Exhale the intoxication that tears your world apart. Rage for the sanctity in your substance to be right. Don't let this man steal your joy twice. Give him back his distilled pseudo-realities. Mount the past upon his stack and steal the joy in yourself back. The whisper stopped. The pain stopped. The tears stopped. And somewhere between self-love and streetlights, he left. Yeah. 
but for a long time, I thought it was better than you in my own mind. You see, I thought I would never be a bad father nor commit the crime of cheating on my wife, but it's funny how you find how the apple, it doesn't fall very far from the tree. You see, because I was abusive to my first son and committed the crime of adultery, but God, he had mercy on me and my family. And he picked me up and he dusted off all the arrogance of me. And he helped me realize that I'm not holy. But holy a human being who is not better than anyone, especially my daddy. And so I forgive you because God forgave me. What up, though? What up, though? What up, though? This is DJ DZD on the ones and twos. And when I'm sitting back chillaxing on a Tuesday or a Friday, I get on my computer. Go to blogtalkradio.com slash depoetess. And I sit back and listen to the soothing sounds of good old school and a little bit of new school R&B that sets the mood just right for all the dynamic, dynamic fantastic, fantastic, and out of sight poetry that sounds fantastic. to mind, body, and soul on the late night tip from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. That's where you'll find me. So tune in. Her show is definitely a show you don't want to miss. You did? When I'm feeling sitting back and I'm sitting on my ass while listening to the and with the fortune, what I need, satisfaction, guarantee, who do I listen to? Because she's a queen of poetry, golf her radio where she be, and her name is. She's at Friday's where it's at, and she's on the late night track, and her name is. Now even though I try to play it off, I'm thinking about you all day long And I can't wait for Shawty to come through From your lips and back up to your eyes, my hands on your hips When we grind, I'm fantasizing about what I'm gonna do to you Got me feeling for her love, can't lie, man, you should see how she got me Spending all this time with her And I could leave her if I wanted to, her love turned into
Poetry After Dark. Now, after this show over, all the listeners should be ready to be sucked in for the night. I think I've done my job. <laughs> 26 minutes left in the show. And this next piece I'm about to introduce to you guys um, has been one of my favorite pieces, and I really just picked this uh, track up maybe a month ago. And it's been in heavy rotation and will continue to be in heavy rotation. This is D.R. Burns with Sister Factor. I was watching one of those talk shows. I heard something that just totally tripped me out. That was this white woman asking this brother what this sister had that she ain't got. See, evidently the white woman was married to this brother. He met this sister and then they hooked up. I'm thinking, now, ain't that a switch? I'm like, what the? So I'll try and describe it to as best I can. Let you know what it is about the awesome black woman. Although I know they still won't ever understand. Because, see, I tried to put an equation to it. Used up 25 pencils and 300 sheets of paper, y'all, and I still couldn't do it. I got me a protractor to see if I could protract it. I got me a couple of needles to see if I could extract it. I got me a compass. I tried to locate it. I kept going around and round in circles. You know I hated it. I got me the ruler to see if I could measure it. I tried to put it in a glove, but of course the glove did not fit. So I went to the dictionary to try to find one word to describe the awesome black woman in just one word. I searched from page 1 to 1033rd, and I'm here to tell y'all that there is no such word. R. Kelly wrote a song talking about you reminded him of a Jeep. Well, ain't no Jeep ever rocked me to sleep. Who was that that said that a dog was a man's best friend? They need to go back and rethink that whole thing again. Because ain't no Rockweiler ever comforted me when I didn't get that job because my color is all that the man could see. And ain't no German Shepherd ever laid next to me in the bed at night and kissed me on the lips and say, you'll get the next one, boo. Woof, woof, we'll be all right. (laughs) 
So, my sister, that's why I like you for you and the way that you do only the things that you can do. Like when you buy those jeans, you know those made-for-white-girl jeans, and then you put on those jeans, and because of your jeans, you make a brother like me fiend. And although I'm not obsessed with it, but truly there is power in the booty. Because white girls see in their white girl jeans, they get all jealous and envious and green. And then the next thing you know, they're shoving out all this dough on all kind of lipo so they can get their jeans to fit like your jeans. But don't they realize it's just not in their jeans? (laughs) It's the sister factor. You can have on a long linen sundress or a red leather thong. Nothing but some pumps walk by me, baby, and just turn me on. And then you better not mess around and kiss me on the neck. Because see, then I done gave you my whole paycheck. (laughs) It's the sister factor. You can have long branded braids down here one day, a short, sharp Halle Berry cut the next day, and then the next day have your hair a totally different color and a different way. You can whoop your kids with this hand, cook dinner with this here hand, and then use no hands to please your man. It's the sister factor. You can hold down a full-time nine-to-five, come home, cook, clean up, feed the kids, have them in bed by nine, and then still find time to give me mine. Now, every other woman in every other race want to know why you got a little bitty neck, a big voluptuous body, and a little bitty old waist. It's because you put your hands on your hip right here. Move your neck like this here. When you setting a brother straight to his face, it's the sister factor. Now they trying to imitate your walk, your talk, your pizzazz, and your sass. Because even when you talking trash or telling somebody to kiss your black you still got class. So if you ever hear it, ask what she got that I ain't got and what sets the black woman apart and why no other woman can match her. Sisters, put your hands on your hip right here. Move your neck back and forth like this here and tell them what it is, y'all. It's the sister factor.
Bobby Valentino, I want you to know me. Next poet stepping up to the mic before we get up out of here is Carolyn Providence, and this one's titled, I Am Woman. It's the way that I walk with a swing in my hips. It's the way that my curves dips and It's the way that I stride across the floor That makes you want a whole lot more I am woman It's the length of my hair and the style that I choose It's the shape of my face It's the curve of my lips it's the softness of my breast. It's the contours of my frame. It's the way that I make you addicted. Again. And again. And just when you think you've seen it all, I just drop the ball. It's the way that I speak with a high-pitched tone. It's the way that I love you all day long. It's the way that you plant your seed and watch it grows inside of me. It's the pain that I felt to deliver you. It's the protective nature I have to see you through. Because I am your mother. I am your sister. I am your aunt. I am your friend. I am your If you don't know me, understand that bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh is who we be. So when I need you, you should be there. Not there to drink my juices or eat my food, but there to let it be understood. I am woman. I've been raped for you. Took abuse for you carried you and saw the light when you couldn't do anything else but just be a man. But a real man knows a real woman who sacrifices her finances, who sacrifices her body, who sacrifices her mind, who sacrifices her heart, who sacrifices her spirit, who sacrifices her soul for him. So when you see me walking down the street, Sitting in the park having a bite to eat. Do not disrespect me. It's the way that I walk with a string in my hip. It's the way that my curves dips and dips. <laughs> it's the way that I stride across the floor that makes you want a whole lot more.
I wish I had a, a drink out right now. Growing in sexy mode, so. <laughs> now I lay you down, not to sleep. My goddess, my queen, you are my Virgin Mary, and I am God to teach. By morning time, when I have finally laid you to rest, every seed in your pomegranate would have submitted to my test. So come into my garden and let me submerge and baptize you with ointments mixed with sweet spices and lay you upon the lilies where these hands of gold can perform like a cunning workman. And as my lips press firmly against your rose and full in bloom and my minty taste parts them and get introduced to your cinnamon flavor, how quickly time can get lost when savoring a taste that is better than a fine wine, a cool mint. Blown in the air while earlobes are like honeysuckle being sucked on. A wet tread. This time mixed with a lactose-based substance as I come to thy table that is like a round goblet waiting for a mint and milk mixture. Thighs. Thighs as smooth as marble while glistening with the scent of a sweet oil being parted and unfolding like Moses parting at Red Sea that glorious place of Jesus' birth. And I speak to that place. And you baptize my minty taste over and over. Then you draw me unto you and we ride like a company of horses pulling Pharaoh's chariot time and time again, time and time again, time and time again until you charge me with blessings of God, until you charge me with blessings of God, until you Open your eyes and see that God and I are one. And you baptize me with your nectar from that altar holy place. I am unto you like a cluster of camp forward trees. Engulfing every existence of me, choking you from within until my cup runneth over with light. And I baptize you with the coconut color that being mixed in with my cinnamon flavor. I laid you down, not to sleep. My goddess, my queen, you are my Virgin Mary and I am God to teach. By morning time when I had finally laid you to rest, every seed from your pomegranate would have submitted to my chest. I am. Check it out now. And I know you can identify with this one. 